You are listening to the QSR Web Podcast. Hello, everybody, again, and welcome back to the QSR Web Podcast with me, your host, and QSR Web Editor, Shelley Whitehead, today sitting here, thankfully, without a face mask since we are meeting virtually. And you know, there was another big virtual event very recently that we certainly hope you attended, known simply as the Fast Casual Top 100 Movers and Shakers Awards. Now, unless you've been on another planet for a while, you know this is an annual event of QSR Web sister site, Fast Casual, which recognizes the leading brands in that limited service category that have really wowed the world with their ingenuity over the last year. And the lady who makes a lot of that event happen and those awards is here with us today in the form of Fast Casual Editor, Shara Kanzler, and welcome Shara. Hi Shelley, thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. Now this event is usually held during the National Restaurant Association show in Chicago every year, which of course was impossible this year given the pandemic, but you all managed to pull it off virtually with all the bells and whistles, which was quite a trick. So why was it so important to do in some sort of live format this year? So we just thought it was really important to bring our readers some positive news during such a stressful time. Um, We thought about canceling it, but that just bummed us out. And we (laughs) thought, you know, this can be an event that we're able to look forward to Um, through our marketing, you know, up leading up to it. We encouraged our guests to, you know, dress up still and post selfies and tweet. So it was a way that we could celebrate the industry accomplishments together without actually being physically together. And so it was just so cool to see everybody getting involved and everybody on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram posting photos of themselves watching the event. Uh, Several of the brands even had small little watch parties with, you know, their quarantine circles and um, just all had fun together. So it was, it ended up being a great event that we were happy, happy to host. I love that spirit. It really did come through on the, um, I was going to say broadcast, but it's not a broadcast. <laughs> it's a virtual. <laughs> it's a virtual event, as I understand. There were hundreds in attendance last Friday afternoon. When I'm sure happy hour started a little early for the brands and brand leaders attending. But now, since the top 100 winning cat is out of the bag, I guess we can say that Sweet Green took the top honors in the number one spot this year. And I think we have a little video clip from Sweet Green's Chief Development Officer, Jim McPhail. Thanks, Fast Casual. It's a huge honor. And we're proud to accept on behalf of Nick, Nate, John, and all of our teammates who are dedicated to bringing real food to people. We appreciate and acknowledge being an innovator in the space. We've always been a culinary company first, but one constantly evolving for the needs of the consumer. This is important more now than ever with the COVID-19 scare and crisis. We have to evolve not only our menu, but also deal with the additional challenge of delivering food to where people are, not where they were. How are we at Sweetgreen Innovating? We're leading with our values. The mission of connecting people to real food has never been more important or more clear. We've taken our outpost team, which has primarily been serving the commercial market for lunch, and pivoted them into the hospitals to create the Outpost Impact Fund. That with World Central Kitchen has delivered more than 240,000 meals to frontline healthcare heroes. And we're super proud of that. 
In addition, we've launched our first new format in over 12 years outside of bold and salads, plates and shareables. Realizing that work from home and shelter in place have created different habits and cravings. These are designed to bring a warm option for dinner that allows us families to reconnect around a more crowded dinner table. We also connect on the real food. On behalf of Sweet Green, thanks again. Although trying times for sure in the first half of this year, we are confident that staying nimble and listening to the customer will lead us all to a brighter future. On behalf of Sweet Green, stay safe, stay well, stay healthy. 240,000 plus meals and launching a new format all amid a pandemic. That certainly is a testament to Sweetgreen's capabilities and innovativeness, but there were also 74 other brands and 24 leaders saluted this year. So tell us a little about the qualities that were most prominent at the winning brands and, and what you were most impressed with, Shira, by, by these brands as you judged. Yeah, I mean, it would be easy, I think, to just rank the top brands based on sales and be done with it. But this is a little bit more of a, a more fun, innovative format, I guess. And so we do take growth in, in consideration, of course. We take growth and sales, but we also take into account innovation on and off the menu. So who has a really cool customer experience? Who's trying out new a new business model? Uh, we also look to what brands are leading the industry, you know, by sharing their expertise with other brands, like who's not afraid to kind of share their successes with others, because we feel like it's not just about propelling your own brand, but the industry as a whole. Um, you know, a leader realizes that when their competition succeeds, they're more likely to succeed as well. So we kind of take all that into account. And, um, you know, of course, food is very important too. who's leading when it comes to new menu items and things like that. So it's just mostly all about innovation. All about innovation. You know, I'm just thinking of some of the, the top 10, in fact, um, some of the things they've done. Do you have any examples that kind of spring to mind of some of the some of the neat things that you read about this year? Yeah, I think one that is top of mind is uh, Wow Bao, who was our top winner last year. They've kind of launched a new business model where they're letting literally any restaurant who wants to sell their bao, their little dumplings, um, they are sending them frozen to them and they can add that to their menu. So even if you're a, a burger joint or a barbecue place, you might have a little on your on your to-go and delivery menu. Okay, you can get your Wow Bao fix here and they'll take the Wow Bao to your house with their other menu items. So it's just another revenue stream for the other restaurants, but it also is helping Wow Bao get, you know, its name out across the country. So I think that is very innovative and I would not be surprised to see other restaurants doing that in the future. It's such a great idea. And you're hearing more about those kind of cooperative ventures you know, among restaurant brands. Yeah, it's just really cool to see what they're going to come up with next. And just even with, you know, the pandemic, all the innovative ways people are keeping their businesses alive by switching to to-go models and delivery and companies who really didn't have a lot of, um, you know, mobile or online business have really, it's forced them to, to concentrate on that. So I think that even when things get back to quote unquote normal, we're still going to be seeing people, you know, dining out, I guess, or dining in their homes um, through delivery and carry out. Now, I know you also had a special award from Steratech for food safety initiatives at a fast casual. And I think that was topped by 
Fazoli's. And I think we have a soundbite from Carl Howard who accepted the award. So let's hear a little bit of that. On behalf of the entire Fazoli's family, we'd like to thank Fast Casual, fastcasual.com, and Steratech for recognizing Fazoli's with the Excellence in Food Safety Award. At Fazoli's, we've taken sanitation and cleanliness to a new level. Every company and franchise location has completed a deep cleaning and sterilization of their restaurants. We've added several new sanitation measures, including masks and gloves for our employees, social distancing guides throughout our restaurants, new sanitation stations, transactional wipes for our guests. We've added plastic partitions at every ordering station, including the drive-through, and we've changed our condiment and drink stations. We will work diligently at Fazoli's to provide the safest environment for our guests and employees. Thank you again for this honor and congratulations to all of tonight's award winners. Our sincere congratulations all the way around to all the top 100 this year. You earned it, but we haven't yet relayed the details for how fast casual brands can send in their applications for next year's awards. So when does that happen, Chira? So that happens usually in December and uh, fastcasual.com just, you know, we run a, a couple stories with a link to a SurveyMonkey nomination form and you just fill out, you couldn't even self-nominate. There's a list of questions that we like you to answer kind of about your goals and what technologies you've used and menu items, just kind of convincing us why you think you should be on the list. And then uh, we collect those nominations for about six weeks and then the judges get together and start collaborating and, and deciding who should be on that list. Beginning that difficult job. Wow. Um, yeah. So are there any, are there any things that maybe you who've, who've been doing this for so long can tell us as far as what would brands benefit from remembering to do when they, when they do submit their applications? Well, I think the more info, the better, because the judges really do pay attention all year. Um, I mean, we all kind of live and breathe this industry, but when we have those nomination forms, you know, when the, the brands that answer all the questions and add a lot of details and color, you know, specific stories of what they've done and what kind of platforms they're using, that's just, you know, like I said, the more info, the better. Well, you heard it here first, and I hope all you innovators are giving this some thought now because hopefully we'll all be back for the live party next year in Chicago. But for right now, we're going to come back with our next guest from California-based Oracle. So stay with us. Right now, we are back with Oracle Food and Beverage, which, as most listeners are aware, helps restaurants define the tech strategy that's right for them, including a great cloud POS like Oracle's own Micro Symphony to really beef up efficiency at restaurants at these times when it counts more than ever. And with me today from Oracle is Lori Rodriguez, Food and Beverage Director, North America, to relay how brands can rebound, rebuild, and reimagine business for their best path forward. And welcome, Lori. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Shelley. Nice to be here. Ah, it's a pleasure to have you here. So now, as, as restaurants begin to reopen, they are in large part faced with reduced capacity, which for many means barely breaking even. So can you give us some recommendations for improving margin performance now 
and going forward? Yeah, sure. There's actually, there's quite a few things that, that restaurants can do. Um, I'll, I'll definitely give you some insight to the things that we're focused on. Um, what, you know, one of the, one of the primary things that, you know, really impacts margin across the board are uh, things like food cost, your cost of goods sold. So we're talking with our clients about is really finding a way to have better inventory control and, you know, one of the things that we look at is um, menu design. If you, if you really take a look at your menu and think about how you might design your menu that would allow you to do things like, you know, improve your food cost and maybe reduce waste, certainly an area that is worthy of spending a lot of attention on. Um, in doing that, you may also find that you might save some labor costs associated with certain menu items. And then, you know, obviously cost of goods sold and inventory control, you really want to work closely on watching your supplier costs. Um, most people, you know, spend time doing that, but, you know, with, with where we are today, I think that that's really important. There's uh, just technology in general. There's quite a few things, you know, another area that you might uh, focus on are your kitchen operations. You know, with, with the technology solutions like, like kitchen display systems, you know, they really do provide um, the ability to, to really closely monitor things like speed of service. And with the reporting that comes out of your kitchen displays, it allows you to really analyze your production by hour. And by looking at your production by hour, you may be finding that, you know, you have a little bit of extra labor on during certain times of the day. So, uh, you know, kitchen operations is another area that that we would recommend that you, you closely look at. And then delivery. Delivery is really big right now, obviously, with the with where we've been over the last few months. We know we definitely recognize and recommend that you analyze your delivery channels. You know, which ones are giving you sort of the best return, if you will. There's obviously fees associated with them. Some maybe have been temporarily, you know, put aside, but you do have fees associated with your delivery channels and the aggregators out there, but you wanna look at where you're getting best value and, and that includes you know, coverage. Are you really getting the right coverage for your operation? So you know, looking at the fees and the coverage associated with your delivery aggregators is, is an area where you can really look at improving margin. And then speaking you know, of fees, the, the credit card fees. Most people will evaluate their credit card fees occasionally, but when you think about you know technology today and you know where we are moving into sort of reopening things like contactless payments you know cashless the no touch environment that we're in you know you really should relook at your your credit card fees because you can certainly shave you know some some costs off of that and really add to the margin. And then I, I guess I would just say, you know, finally the the contactless environment and the no touch that we're in, the use of, of the mobile technology, you know, tablets and mobile order and pay, that will allow you to turn your tables faster. And when you're turning your tables faster, you're certainly adding more to your margin. So definitely some things that I would highly recommend looking into. Wonderful suggestions. Now, as it relates to that quick service category of fast casual, what can brands that fall under this category pursue to drive more top line? 
Oh, yeah, top line. That's um, especially important right now, right? Um, you know, when we look at that, you know, capacity down 40%, finding a way to drive the top line is critical. You know, we, t we talked a little bit about delivery. And the fact is, it's something like 29% increase in off-premise, if you will, off-premise and delivery for, for fast casual. So you really want to continue to focus on the delivery again, you know, look at the aggregators and look at the fees and the, the coverage that you're getting. But that's definitely one area where you're going to drive a lot more top line revenue. And then, you know, just your own, you know, do you have your own branded website? A lot of fast casual operators out there do, some do not, but from an online ordering perspective, definitely an area that consumers are looking at, you know, even with the restaurants reopening. So I would say overall from an off-premise, just the delivery and the, and your branded websites are, are a good area. And then, you know, I might just say there's quite a few sort of on-premise strategies that you could look at to drive more top line revenue. There are things like drive-through and curbside. You, you may not currently be doing drive-through, but maybe take a look and see if you would have an opportunity to add drive-through or curbside for that matter. Um, again, for, for those that are not yet, you know, willing to come into the restaurant. And then, you know, looking at outdoor dining, you know, do you have like walkways, sidewalks, patios, big, bigger areas where you can either add the outdoor dining or perhaps expand what you currently have? And, you know, there are, there are technologies that help you better address those as well, um, you know, with, you know, tablet ordering and things of that nature. And then, you know, just also looking at, I would say, your, your service times, you know, you've got, you know, lunch periods, dinner periods, you know, are you doing anything in the afternoon in between lunch and dinner? And do you have, are you doing a lot of pickup and delivery? So can really drive some additional revenue by maybe expanding your pickup and delivery hours, maybe expanding lunch periods and maybe add an afternoon meal period. You might shorten your dinner a little bit, but still keep open for pickup and delivery, which you know, by shortening dinner, you might save a little bit on labor, but, um, you know, so those are, those are some good things. And then from a technology perspective, you know, you know, implementing things like kitchen displays, mobile order and pay, those are, those are going to help you with your table turn times again. So, you know, again, you speed up your service, you have faster table turns and that, that goes straight to the top line in terms of additional business. Uh, and then, I would say the, the last area that we are seeing a lot of uh, momentum in is retail. If, you, if you're not currently having any kind of a retail uh, you know, offering, it's a very high profit margin area you know, with the meal kits and sauces or wines or just any retail that you can offer, there's a high profit margin and it adds a good percentage to your top line. So, yeah, I would definitely look at both your on-premise on and off-premise opportunities to add some of those service channels and drive more top line. A lot of areas for creativity there on the part of the restaurant operator. Yeah, there really is. There really is. Now, do you have any recommendations that QSRs can use to keep customers confident about dining in if they so choose? 
Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm one of those who definitely was very anxious to get back into the restaurant. So I've been um, watching that very, very closely. It's, it, I would say one of the most important things is your customers want to feel confident about going back into your restaurant. So transparency, you, you really want to be as transparent as possible, you know, with whatever your standard operating procedures are, your grading systems, you know, based on, you know, today's sort of guidelines and requirements. So anything you can do to make sure your customers know exactly what you're doing in terms of the social distancing and, you know, hygiene and cleanliness, because they are watching. Things like um, contact, you know, back to the, the technology piece, the contactless payments, it really does send a very positive message to your guests that you're looking at offerings that allow them to have much more of a no-touch uh, environment. You know, things like um, mobile and order ahead options are good. You know, you've got, you know, restaurants doing the, the menus off of QR codes. If I know that when I want to come to your restaurant, I can order ahead so that I'm sort of not there quite as long, right? I can go in, I can sit down, I can have my meal, but, um, you know, get sort of in and out. And then I would say the other thing that uh, we're starting to see is this uh, reserved dining time ahead. So, you know, I'm going to be a lot more confident if I know I can go ahead and place an order and reserve a uh, time to come in and not be waiting in line while other people are standing outside too, you know, because the influx, whether it's lunch or dinner, you never know when sort of that ebb and flow comes in. So I would say those are the types of things that I think you can, you can focus on to make sure people are comfortable and confident about coming into your restaurant. Really wonderful information. Um, finally, now, uh, I'm hoping, can you relay what Oracle is hearing directly from its restaurant brand customers regarding their outlook for the future? Yeah, yes, definitely. So, you know, the, the, there is the reality that, you know, fear is still dominating the headlines. Um, but I will tell you that in, in our conversations with, you know, Oracle across the globe, really, uh, we are definitely hearing cautious optimism. And, you know, when you, when you think about it, I mean, the doors are opening, allowing, you know, additional revenue streams to come back. Um, certainly, you know, at that reduced, you know, 40%, you know, re reduction in capacity, but still it's, it's moving in the right direction. And the customers are very, very aware that things are starting to turn around. And, and that's really what's got that cautious optimism going. They're also very attuned to the fact that it's going to be critically important that they're analyzing every bit of their business, that they really, really need to have very tight controls over what's going on. Because, you know, when you, when you look at that reduction in capacity, it, it is all about just looking at every single penny um, and I'm hearing that Oracle across the globe is hearing that from our customers, not only the small independents, but also the very large enterprise customers with many sites. So one of the, you know, one of the, the things that I think is important is the great advantage of Oracle is, it really is our global perspective. And, you know, we're, we're really seeing rebound happening in different points of the world 
more progressively than even in the US. So, you know, we're applying the information that we're learning, the knowledge that we're building, and, and we're working on a model that's going to help operators rebound, you know, really even more dynamically. So, you know, even though you're reduced capacity by 40%, with smart use of technology, I think you really can cut that capacity and maybe down to something more like a 20%. So, you know, we've, the things that, you know, we're just talking about here, you know, whether it's looking at your service, you know, times, your, your dining times, your kitchen strategies with, with kitchen displays or payments, you know, with the contactless payments and the order ahead, the mobile technologies, all of those types of things, we really believe are going to provide you the ability to manage your costs and really increase your top line. So one of the things that we have, you know, Oracle has a standard offer for restaurants and, and really that takes an extremely hard look at, at the operating conditions, which we're facing right now, and how to modify your approach to optimize the performance across your channels. Uh, the offer that we have out there for, for restaurants, whether they're, you know, our existing customers or, or any other prospects as well, is an offer called a restaurant rebound assessment. And what it is, is it's, it's just a checklist. You go on the Oracle website, it's a checklist. It, it has questions around your different operating metrics and you fill that out and the outcome of that, the output is a report that is sent back to you. And it really gives you an idea of what different uh, technologies and um, just operational processes you can implement that will help you sort of manage your margin and drive more top line revenue. So we definitely love, you know, for, for uh, the restaurateurs in fast casual environment to, to think seriously about taking advantage of that restaurant rebound assessment. We would love that. What a great tool too. Yeah. You know, guidance where, where and when you need it, even if you didn't know you needed it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, very, very guidance from you, Lori, all the way around for QSRs. And I thank you for coming in today to share some of your expertise with our audience. Lori Rodriguez is Food and Beverage Director, North America at Oracle. And that will wrap it up for another edition of the QSR Web Podcast. We certainly hope you took away some ideas and just got some information that made you feel better in these tough times. Thanks for joining us and have a spectacular rest of the day. Be sure to come back for the next podcast in about two weeks right here. Bye now.